Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hey, welcome to Baseball Mainly. It's been a while. We haven't done a show in a few weeks, so uh, time to get back on the horse, I guess. Uh, it's been a little lonely here without our uh, previous co-hosts, and uh, hopefully we'll get uh, past uh, the worry over the disease, and we will uh, get everybody back. But I have two very special guests today in the studio. I have uh, one of the owners of NRM Streamcast, Mr. Ian Bensman. Howdy. Ian is... Uh, the creative genius uh, that uh, I come up with things. I don't have a creative genius. And uh, uh, we're going to see what he knows about baseball today. Yeah, I, you know I'm deceptively knowledgeable about sports. He has a cool baseball hat on today. Yeah, minor the, league uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. I love it. I love it. And then uh, of course the most special guest because uh, and someone near and dear to my heart, Joey, baseball Monticello. Well, you got to have somebody on the show who knows something about baseball. Yeah, so. well, one out of three, that's pretty good. All right, well, there's a lot going on in baseball, uh, but not a lot of uh, – I'm not happy about most of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The Tigers had a pretty good draft, though. They did. You know, yeah, we, we shall see. If you want to look at a, the bright side of uh, you know glass half full sort of deal. Yeah, and uh, I understand they just sent you know Spencer Torkelson, their, their number one guy – they just put him on the taxi squad. They put uh, their top pitchers, uh, pitching prospects, Mize, Manning, and Fiedo are on the taxi squad, which is a football thing, right? Yeah. The taxi squad, which just means they're going to be playing down in Toledo. Yeah. And But, uh, you know, they're on the 60-man roster for this year, which is kind of interesting. I don't know what that portends for their uh, – uh, for their – major league experience as far as free agency goes. Yeah, I was going to say contract-wise, I think if they're on the 60-man, that, that means their contract starts, which I would assume means that they're planning to use them fairly quickly because I feel like most of those players, they don't make it onto the roster till like either the end of the season or they're on the season, then off the roster, like yeah. in the playoffs. This is a different year, though, because you know, usually you have a 40-man and then you've got several level, levels of minor league baseball from uh, instructional A to high A to double A to triple A. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out, and I'm not sure uh, we'll know for a while. But I, number one on my list, this is this is. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch baseball. Take it seriously. Yeah, we, they're going to have cardboard cutouts in the seats of fans. I think it'll add a whole new dynamic. I think you're going to have people sitting and watching at home and like hoping for it to hit. And actually, that ties back into kind of what we were chatting right before the show, how you were saying that Milwaukee sold out already or something like Yeah, that? you can—I uh, don't know if every team is doing this, but uh, I know the Oakland A's are and the Milwaukee Brewers are. They have—you can, you can go on to a site, upload your picture, and they'll put it on a cutout for a price. And in Oakland, the price is anywhere from 49 to $129. And uh, Joey was telling me before we got on that if a ball hits that cutout, they'll send you a ball. No, I'm saying I have to imagine people will watch specifically to see if the ball is like it's like adding a whole new element to watching baseball. So if you could sell, I don't know, let's say 20,000 of these, it might look like fans. Yeah. 
It's income for the, for the team, certainly, which I think they're hurting for. Yeah. And uh, they're going to donate some of this money to charity. That's cool. I mean, we got to think, regardless, you got to think, the, the league brings in so much money, the teams bring in so much money, but at the same time, you have no income from you know food and ticket sales and merchandise, but you still have to pay these multi-million dollar contracts, which a lot of them have taken various cuts well but. the yeah they're being pro- paid on a prorated basis so if you know if you're used to being paid 160 games you do 162 games you divide it by 162 and multiply it by 60 if you're there for the full 60 uh, uh, game season poor famous baseball players so, bank accounts yeah it's 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 a it's a tough life but somebody's got to live it so uh you've got cardboard fans in the seats and uh, on the Oakland A's website, one of the fans is a dog with an Oakland A's web hat on. It's pretty cool. And then they're going to have piped-in sounds. And I saw some of this on TV yesterday on the MLB channel. I don't even know who was playing because I didn't care. But I wanted to get a feel for it. And, you know, a guy hit a home run and you hear, Wah! you know, they kind of hear the yeah. the fans. Um I don't. I don't know. And then they, they show the announcers and one sitting in this booth yeah, and one sitting in that still booth. The split screen. It's just weird. Well, well I think it's funny. Well, very good. I would say in Detroit, it's not going to matter because you're not going to hear the sounds anyway because uh, they're bad. But. <laughs> That's very true. Recreating the Detroit sounds will be very easy. Uh, no, I mean it's interesting though because normally when things are going on, piped in sound is like a big no-no. You know, that was always a big thing, especially in the NFL stadiums, is, is are they piping in sound? Are they making it louder than it actually is? Because that's such a big factor, specifically in football, about the crowd noise and, like, you know, the offsides and various things being attached to that. So it'll it'll be interesting. Like, I don't know. Well, you know, maybe in, in Houston, that that's another way they could get an advantage, not just uh, stealing signs, but... Uh, yeah, they can pipe in the trash can bang. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Hey, well, uh, uh, you know, talking about the salaries, you know, the Tigers have a guy to just put on the 60-day disabled list. Worst signing ever. I think it's the 45-day for this year because they changed the 60-day to the 45-day. But well, either way, he's not going to play. And that's fine. He's better off on the injured list than on the playing field. Yeah. Well, the guy, the guy was a talented pitcher. Jordan Zimmerman we're talking about. Emphasis you know. on was. Yeah. And, and uh, it will go down as one of the worst signings ever here. Uh, and, and just because, yeah, we offloaded most of that contract though on the. That is uh, very taxes. true. I think, I think he's off their books after the end of the season. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, yeah, is this year? Well, uh, Jordan Zimmerman, year. Uh, five years, one ten. Is yes. that what we signed him for? So twenty-two million a year. Now he won't get that this year because it's going to be prorated down. He'll. But still, <laughs> he's probably only going to get around ten million this year. Oh no. Poor him. I know, right? Must hurt. It's like uh, they say the best sport job in sports is the backup quarterback because you get paid like a like everyone else, but you don't really play. And nobody beats on yeah, you. Yeah, nobody beats on you. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, and I really thought Jordan Zimmerman was gonna was gonna work out here. Yeah. I thought after he got through the first round of injuries, I thought, well, this guy will come back and and uh, he's gonna help us out, but. Well, we signed him coming off of Tommy John, so he hadn't pitched in a year. Yeah. Red flag number one. He goes 4-0 and in April, and we're thinking, oh, great, so next coming to Cy Young. And then he's had chronic neck issues for the last five years. And I think they just put, I think it was a forearm issue, 
you just you can't stay healthy. Yeah. Well, pitching is hard. Pitching is tough on your body, especially your shoulder and your arms. Yeah. And uh, man, I I feel for the guy as far as injuries go, and I feel for the Tigers for making. Uh, what turned out to be a very bad investment. Yeah. He had like an 8-10 ERA last year or something like that. Uh, it might be a little Sounds high, like my <laughs> my ERA in MSBL. <laughs> I've got I have a 0 ERA. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, you you've pitched well this year. Joey plays on the uh, 18 and over Detroit MSBL Phillies and he's kind of a utility guy. He catches, he pitches. He, another day he was playing shortstop. And uh, I envy your abilities. Uh, well, here's, here's something going on in baseball. The first base coach for the San Francisco Giants is a gal who played uh, uh, first base for, I believe it was Sacramento, uh, a, a college in Sacramento. She was a first base person, I guess you say. Mm. Uh, playing softball, four-year academic All-American, uh, got into the San Francisco Giants as uh, front office as an intern, and is now, four or five years later, coaching. That's pretty cool for the MLB team, the San Francisco Giants. So we now have a woman in a coaching position in the MLB. Yep. What do you guys think of that? Two of the. Top three. I mean, there's one in the NFL now. I mean, we got. Uh, is that is it the is it the 49ers? Could be. It's the, probably. I think it San is the 49ers. San Francisco sounds about right. I think it is the 49ers. I think it's cool. I think it's interesting that they can't play in the league, but they're totally cool with letting them coach. You know, I think I think if you if you think that they're you know good enough to have the job of first base coach, why shouldn't women be able to play in the league? It's not like football where it's super crazy. Physical and even then, if we wanted to play in league, they can compete. Let them compete. But like, you know what I mean? Baseball is not like that. It's not like hockey where you have these guys who could be like two hundred fifty pound dudes coming and you know smashing someone against the boards and potentially breaking them apart. Because I mean, they they'd break me apart, you know. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's very cool. But I think at the same time, does that ever does that indicate anything moving forward about maybe letting women play in the league? Well, I think at football, you're probably eventually going to see a female place kicker. Yeah. Because that seems to be a little, maybe safer. a little safer. Right. Uh, there is a, you know, there's a, a huge difference in the uh, in the structural makeup of a man's body over a woman's body, obviously. And women tend to be smaller. Uh, and, boy, football's a dangerous sport. Yeah. But in baseball, you know. We've had a lot of little people, a lot of smaller guys. And there's some women that are pretty good size that can play. Yeah. Joey had a gal that he played with in, we'll call it Little League. Uh, uh, her name was Becca. A gal could play. Yeah, I, I mean, size I, doesn't really matter she, so much. Yeah, she was yeah. one of the best, you know, for that age, best players I ever played with. Umpired a Little League game last week. And... Becca would have ran circles around any kid on that field. I mean, going a hole, back end the ball, and gun it to first base. She's also a, a dual sport athlete okay. in college, which says a little bit more about yeah, I was her say. athletic ability. But um, I think it's it's a walking PR sexual harassment nightmare. With her potentially, being a coach. very potentially, because you're gonna guess some of these guys. 
you know, the Giants have had issues with this in the past, or maybe is Gabe Kapler the, the manager there? Because he, I think he is. He's had um, sexual assault allegations in the past um, um, when he was a coach in the Dodgers organization. And so if we're going to take it as a, a normal um, season, so, you know, you've got a locker room. Does she get her own locker room? Yeah, I guess that's... Huh. You know, you know, you, if you're a guy, you know, you just, you just, you're just one of the boys. Yeah, you know? locker room. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if you're, there's a woman in there, you, you don't really want to be walking around you know, that's fair. In the Al- nude. Although at the same time, though, I feel like a lot of like professional like players are used to the, kind of that with like some of the the interviewers that come into the locker room and stuff. Like you know, like but after there, the game getting ready. There's a like... separate time for that. That's yeah. true. That's very true. Yeah, I I think uh, you know knowing how even these high school kids talk on the field, uh, she's going to have to have pretty thick skin, or the uh, the Giants need a pretty good insurance policy. I mean, I feel like she probably already has pretty thick skin just kind of getting into the what she's getting into. You know what I mean? I'm sure, like, she's used to it. Sports aren't the most well-known for inclusivity, I guess, in regards to, like, the social, you know, structure of things <coughs> and the, across the board. It's getting a lot better, but, you know, at the same time, it's club, you know, clubhouse talk and, you know, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And it's it's very much – it's a guy's club. It's always been a guy's club. Well, having, having said that, you know, she's – uh, she was a very good player. In oh, yeah. She was a great player, it sounds like. And she certainly knows baseball. I don't think they would have given her this job because she just because she's female. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. think she has this job because she's earned she's it. She's very good at it, I'm sure. Uh, we've, we had, uh, we've had a... Uh, That's too important of a position to just have a PR stunt hire. And, yeah. You know what I mean? She got the job. She deserves the job, I'm sure. We've had a, uh, a reporter come on our, uh, uh, on our show... Uh, uh, named Emily Walden, who covers minor league baseball and covers the Tigers a bit, and she works for the uh, Athletic. Uh, and, you know, I, I kind of follow her on Twitter, and you can tell that it's a, it's a, tough, it, it's, it's a tough gig, period, mm-hmm. right? And it's especially a tough gig for a woman. Mm-hmm. And I admire uh, these, these ladies who are, are, are making it as reporters in, in this as columnists, as as uh, analysts, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think, I, I, you know, my wife loves baseball. Think about how many more women would would love the sport mm. if there were more women involved. Probably. I mean, my mom eats, breathes, sleeps tigers. She loves the tigers. So. There, at one point, there was a television show where they had a female pitcher, and I think it only lasted one season because I don't think the show itself was very good. Mm. Um, like but, a reality type show? No, it was a. It was a. a, a we'll call it a realistic fiction. Docutainment. Sure. <laughs> I think she wound up was on the um, Padres or something like that. Okay. But you know, I heard the show wasn't good. I never watched gotcha. it. I, th- I think you. Yeah, I think I you will see. Maybe in Joey's lifetime, certainly. Well, there was um, oh, it's at one of the Florida schools. Um. Either Florida State or maybe it's Florida Southern. I'm not sure. One of the big prolific baseball schools. Uh, there's a girl on the softball team who was the shortstop for France's 18 um, and under national baseball team. Oh. And she's, uh, you know, I read something, this is maybe a year or two ago, but she was good enough to be the shortstop on the baseball team. That's cool. But she took a position on the softball team because she didn't want to ruffle feathers, mm. uh, is my understanding through the article. Gotcha. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I, any, anyone playing any sort of collegiate sport can run in circles around me. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. Like, well, you know, it, it, people keep progressing at different, at different, uh, levels you know when you get when you get to a d1 college those those athletes i don't care what team they're on if it's basketball baseball softball whatever they're they're incredible athletes we um in the cooperstown tournament we played in the one year um on one of the other teams um there was a woman who played softball at michigan who was playing and she was better than half the guys on our team oh i'm sure yeah well it wouldn't be much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, they're they're changing some rules in uh, for for this season. One is that uh, you only have twenty seconds to challenge a play now. Before it was thirty seconds, and twenty seconds I think is still plenty of time with mm-hmm. all the technology, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I mean, we we get a replay of a on television within seconds. Oh yeah, it's w- within five seconds yeah. usually. Oh, like, then oh, you that was a great see it a play. few times on screen, right? And, and, and here's the thing: they still get it wrong. Mm-hmm. With replay, they still get it wrong. Here's yeah. an idea: get rid of the replay. You really want to save time? Right. Get rid of it. Yeah, I think in baseball in particular is one of those. It's you know what I mean. It's not like in in football where I feel like the challenge is a little more integral to certain things that happen. Where I feel like in baseball, it's not like you're going to challenge a home run. You know, I mean, you're challenging some guy getting out at first, which then could lead to, you know, a situation where someone scores, obviously. But at the same time, I feel like challenges in baseball, it's it's a newer thing, really. They could get rid of it and be totally fine. Well, you know, if they had it for uh, 10 years ago for Armando Galarraga, he would have had a perfect game. Uh, however, uh, I'm sure a lot of people would say that, well, that guy was obviously out in that game, but he wasn't called out. And the next guy hit a home run and. You know, it's always woulda, coulda, shoulda. Right. They're also going to have the DH in both leagues, the I'm designated all hitter. All for this. You are? Totally all for this. As someone who plays a lot of baseball video games, when I play National League games and I have to bat with my pitcher, it sucks. <laughs> and those video games are getting more and more realistic, aren't they? Yeah. No, I, I was just, I, I'm going to kick right now. I've been playing the show, MLB The Show, which is the PlayStation baseball game. I'm only on game 52 of the season because there's like such. You know, long games and there's a whole long. I'm 52 and 0 though. Oh, good for you! Good for you. <laughs> hey, what do you think? You think you had to have the DH in both leagues? No, get rid of it altogether. That's you know, I like seeing pitchers hit. It's fun seeing a guy who can't hit try to hit. You know, Bartolo Colon can't hit. He hits yeah. a home run. It's great. It's that's great true. TV. It happened like four or five years ago. We're still talking about it. Yeah, I guess that's true. If if both leagues were doing it, then there'd be more situations like that. And there's that. there's pitchers who can hit too. Yeah, Baumgartner. Uh, yeah, Baumgartner, Zach Greinke. Um, who was the guy in the Tigers in the seventies or sixties who would pinch hit all? Earl Earl Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, Earl Wilson was a good hitter. Uh, you know, Daniel Norris is a good hitter. Yeah, well, uh, it also I mean, if they make it in both leagues, they might have to have pitchers up there. You know what I mean? Pitchers will gradually get better at batting yeah. if they have to bat. Well, it, it, one of the things that has changed because of the designated hitter over time, high school and college teams have gone to designated hitters, right? Yeah. So most of these pitchers in high school and college, they don't bat. Yeah. So by if they do make it to the big leagues. They haven't hit, and they know. don't have experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, probably DH in both leagues is what we're going to be stuck with. And I'm okay with it. Get, just con- make the rules consistent. Yeah. Um, and then uh, here's something else that has changed. The Tigers made a deal with a company that does uh, gambling. Mm-hmm. It's a gambling site. What do you guys think of that? You know, I it's, it's I guess it's really just about making sure that's the right people. Certain people aren't making the betting. I mean, that's that's always been the whole thing. I mean, look at Pete Rose. You know, it's it's really the it's the I don't care about the fans betting. It's the are the players going to start secretly doing it, and the coach is going to start secretly doing it. Like is like. I mean, I can't think of a tiger, but you know, that's um, the Illiches. You know what I mean? Like, let's say they own some shell company, that's a shell company, that's a shell company, and they're in the World Series, and they stand to make a bunch more money on the Tigers losing than win. You know what I mean? How does that tie into everything? Because that kind of stuff happens, as far fetched as it sounds. Ridiculous things like that happen all the time. 1919 World Series. It's why the White Sox are not the Black Sox anymore. It's why they're the White Sox. There you go. Well, I. I just think it's terribly inconsistent of baseball to have teams being allowed to join forces with a gambling site. Yeah. And it's because gambling has been taboo in baseball. Well, if we're going to be all for that, let's put Rose in the hall. Mm -hmm. And, by the way, looking at Rose's, and I know you disagree with me, but looking at Rose's stats... How could you not have that guy in the Hall of Fame? Because he broke the rules. He cheated. That's why. That's why rules are a thing. I don't know that he cheated. He did. He broke the rules. Technically, he did. <laughs> By but, definition. But now it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's a little ridiculous. Well, what 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 the opposition, in my viewpoint, would say, but, you know, the players aren't allowed to bet. Well... People, there are ways to get around. Yeah, that. there's a way. There's ways to get around it. I, I don't know how they would stop them if they. Really but wanted I guess to. there were ways to get around that before the deal was made. It just seems like, it seems very inconsistent. Okay. Uh, here's here's an international uh, problem. We have the Blue Jays are not going to be able to play games in the Rogers Center because of international travel. So what are they going to do? I understand that they are in they are talking with the Pittsburgh Pirates to share uh, PNC Park. I think that's great. I think to that's me, cool. that's one of the nicest ballparks <laughs> in the major leagues. And if I'm the if I'm if I'm the um, if I'm a hitter, it's great because it's not a big park. Yeah. Well, yeah. and if I'm if I'm Blue Jays management. I'm going to get worried that none of these guys are ever going to want to come back because the Rogers Center sucks. Yeah, it's not good. Have you ever been there? Outside of. Outside of. I've been outside of. It's it's it's, it's bad. It's a dome. It I, leaks. Yeah. It's turf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and so it's, it's just basically it's just, not what you want to play on, period. No. It's just not great. And, you know, I like Toronto. Toronto's yeah, a great Toronto. city. Toronto is a great city. But it's not a great stadium. And uh, I've only been outside. It's nice on the outside. I don't know if this helps or hurts uh, a city like Montreal's bid to have a major league franchise. Right. Well, I mean, I think right now times are weird. You know, I, I don't think it, it'll, it'll affect the bid. If anything, it'll delay it. You know, it's kind of like uh, the Olympics. They're still happening, just not this year. You know, so um, I don't know. This this whole quarantine COVID situation's had weird effects on things that would normally go different ways. So you never know. I mean, um, 
it, I don't know, it'll be interesting, especially especially when you have stuff like that. I mean, the NFL doesn't have to deal with that. They have no Canadian teams, but, you know, and NHL and MLB are going to have some interesting situations. Well, um, in I think of. the NHL this year, I, I think, I don't know if it's two pools or however many, but I, I know there's one in Vancouver and one in Toronto, and they just have all the players there. Okay. Yeah, it's like bubble. Like the, yeah. Okay, I got you. And then I think the NBA is... They're in Florida, yeah, right? Yeah, all at, at Disney World. Yeah, I think they just released the thing that none of yeah. their players have COVID. They had the clean tests across the board, apparently. Was it the NHL that had uh, four out of 800? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a very high ratio either. No. I mean, I don't know. It's... It'll be. I'm very curious to see it because they just announced that um, the season opener for the NFL is going to have no no fans like at all. Which obviously, I mean. Well, here's here's a thought: the Lions once again are going to go undefeated in the preseason because there's not going to be a preseason for the right. NFL. And yeah. I I have to think that the at least the veteran players are happy. Well, about you know that. what happened last time we went undefeated in the preseason. Yeah, they lied. They went to zero and sixteen. Zero and sixteen. I I really wish I'd have got I would have gotten that jersey that had the number sixteen and yeah. the name Owen on the back. Yeah, that was. Uh, but that's isn't that the story of our Detroit Lions? Mm-hmm. You know, this town is in love with the Lions I and in love with Honolulu, football. And and. You know, they did win the championship in 1957. Which is 13 years before the Super Bowl. I Googled it. Okay. <laughs> and and four years after my birth. I don't remember it. I don't either, to be fair. I know who some of the players were. I know who the quarterback was. Yeah. It was Bobby Lane, who was yeah. a Hall of Fame NFL Chris, quarterback. Chris Bobby Lane. Uh, I probably had uh, some of the guys I loved from my youth, like Dick LeBeau and Night Train Lane and uh, I'm trying to think of Terry Barr and Jim Gibbons. And, you know, these are people you'd have never heard I of. I know all of those guys. I'm, um, I'm a diehard Lions fan. Joe Schmidt. My, my Lions growing up were like Herman Moore, Robert Porsche, Barry Sanders. And great players. How, yeah. how could a team with those great players be so unrewarded? I watched Calvin Johnson break the all-time receiving yards record in person, and I don't think we made the playoffs that year. So, Well, and you've got Barry Sanders, who was set to break the all-time rushing record and just couldn't take one more season with that organization. Yeah, we've made two of the best football players in the history of the sport quit. So, you know, if if I'm the owner, I've got to look at myself. I can't believe we're talking about football. <laughs> but if I'm the owner, I've got to look at myself and say, is it ownership and ultimately, the buck stops there. It is. But ha- has my hiring uh, regulation, my hiring philosophy been so bad that I've hired these real idiots that don't know how to put an NFL team yeah. on the field that's capable of winning once in a while? Yeah. We're not talking about winning every year. No, I'll take one playoff we're not, win. We're not talking about a run like the Tigers had here from yeah. like 2004 to 2015. Still we're, couldn't win. No, I, that's but, Well, they, they made it to the World Series. I'm, yeah, but the right? Pistons made it to the Eastern Conference Championship six times in a row. And won once. There you go. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and the Red Wings that had a tremendous run. Oh, I was very fortunate growing up watching that. Yeah. Well, we, we can't look to the Lions for that. I'm 30. I've watched them win at Lambeau Field once in my life. Once. 
and it was a wash of a season too. It was like there's no point even winning, but we did. You know my I, I, my memory of of the Lions having a chance was uh, getting ready for the kick in San Francisco to win the game, and Eddie Murray getting ready to kick, and Monty Clark saying a prayer on the sideline, and that's kind of the uh, it's a it's a metaphor for the Lions. They don't have a prayer. No. They, uh, the best way I've heard it put is that they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Well, you know, let's getting back to baseball. Yeah. Because this is baseball mainly on nrmstreamcast.com. Uh, baseball is adopting taxi squads because yeah. they don't want to call it minor leagues. So they're going to have 30 guys on the roster to start the season the active roster, right. and 30 guys on the taxi squad. And I suppose that's so they can play inter-squad games? I don't. I feel like it has to do more with the contracts. I feel like this is the teams and the league's way of kind of like trying to figure out a better way for them to like spend less money. So this is your, the taxi squad is your AAA and your upper, your, up, your prospects, your real prospects. Hmm. The guys you have in the minor leagues that... That you're Could counting on coming up at some point, and uh, but and it's gonna that taxi squad is gonna get bigger by two players every two weeks until it gets to uh, until the active roster gets down to 26. Is that correct? Yes. So um, you know they're gonna they're gonna have a, a 30 34 man taxi squad and they can play some games together and work out down there in Toledo you know I don't know it sounds like football to me uh, you also have uh, here's here's a, a bit of news that maybe it's hopeful for the Tigers to have some kind of pitching Daniel Norris has cleared the COVID-19 protocol so he's clear to go back to the team he's getting the starting day not isn't he no, no. Boyd. It's Boyd. going to be Daniel. Boyd. Matt, or Matt, is it Matt Boyd? Matt yes. Boyd. Matt Boyd. Yeah. Lefty. Well, you got to have a lefty in your lineup. Here's the thing with Norris. Just because he cleared COVID doesn't mean he's going to clear the rest of the physical. That's true. He's another guy, like Zimmerman, who's chronically injured. We seem to get that a lot. Well, supposedly and Norris has never signed any relief out. pitching. Why do we never sign any good relief pitching? I feel like every year they're like, we need to sign relief pitching, well, and every year it's if, like, if you're a free agent and you're looking, yeah, you, at don't, you don't want to come here. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to come to Detroit. That's it's fair. a great ballpark to pitch in, but I'm not gonna. I don't want to go to a team that's gonna lose 120 games a year. That's fair. That's well, very true. It it, it is a yeah, it is true. a great ballpark to pitch in. I, I'm gonna tell you a story about that though. I was at a luncheon and. Uh, uh, some f- former Tigers were there, and one of them was Mickey Lolich, my hero, one of my favorite guys ever. Belongs in the Hall of Fame, you can quote me on that, even though Dan Dickerson disagrees. Uh, I'll let him be wrong. So Lolich uh, is taking questions, and a guy says, you know, and at the time, Comerica was relatively new, Comerica Park. And he said, Mickey, would you like to pitch in this ballpark? And he said what I'm sure he would say today. He said, and you have to know Mickey Lowe, it's a little sarcastic, a little like Joey Monticello. He says, Joey, Mickey, would you like to pitch in this ballpark? And Mickey says, not with this defense. 
And that's that's part of the reason they lost so much. Not only did other teams get a lot of hits, a lot of those hits should were, were plays made by major league caliber guys. Mm-hmm. Well, were they really major league caliber? That's what I'm saying. They were, they were hits that would, where plays would have been made on those hits where they would have been outs, right? Yeah, well, that's today's problem with baseball is we undervalue defense and overvalue a guy who maybe could hit you 40 home runs, right. but he's also going to strike out. I was going to say, that's why the strikeout rate has went so high in the last handful yeah. of years. Because it's it's like, to used to be, I feel like it used to be like a strikeout was way worse than just an on base out. But now I feel like it's it's either home run or out. Doesn't matter how the out is, you know what I mean? So that's why, like, I agree. Yeah, this, yeah. the strikeout rate's been insane in the last couple Baseball's years. in love with the long ball, for sure. The my, my point is, if you went around the Tiger infield last year, you had. Uh, Candelario, maybe Lugo. Uh, we had one. Goodrum. We had one major league infielder, and, and he was and Hicks. That might have been your infield right there, or or Dixon. And then in the outfield, you had Demerit, uh, Stewart, and Harold Castro, because Jones had caught a case of the Pink Floyds and, and ran and, into the wall, and and, <laughs> and Reyes. Yeah, he's, he's not bad. Reyes did an okay job, but not I'm using that term from now on. That was fantastic. And then behind the plate, you had okay defensive catchers. Okay, yeah, they were sometimes fine. sometimes it was Hicks and uh, Griner and uh, what's the little guy? Jake name? Rogers. Rogers. So you look at that and you say, as Sarah was that her name? Clara Peller would say, "Where's the beef?" Right? There's there is none. No. They're, they're all minor league guys for the most part. Yeah. And then you have Miggy who, when he's healthy, can bat but can't field to save his life. Well, he didn't have his legs under. He was, right. he was a decent fielder. He used to be. But yeah, I and feel then like... he gained weight. Yeah. And... Well, Although think... that probably has a lot to do with the fact that he started DHing a lot. Yeah. But... Well, if you, look, if you look at the possibilities this year, you have a major league catcher in Romine. You have a first baseman. Uh, C.J. Crone. And Crone. Second baseman and Jonathan Scope. Right. I'm hopeful that Jordy Mercer will be the shortstop. I'm not counting Mercer on it. Mercer, and, and I'm okay with uh, Goodrum. I, I like Goodrum. And uh, one of those guys is going to end up playing third base because I don't see Lugo being our third baseman. And if Candelario can at least hit 200, he's not going to make it here. Mm-hmm. No, you have to at least hit the Mendoza line. Yeah, and in in your outfield, you got Jacoby Jones back, who's who's a pretty darn good outfielder, yeah. but not Can't a great hit. hitter. Yeah. Uh, you you've got Cameron uh, Mabin, Cam, Cameron Mabin, who is a who's major a, league ball player, who's an upgrade. And you've got uh, uh, I I would imagine it'll probably be Stewart. Yeah. Well, what about uh, Reyes? Yeah, but it's but Christian Stewart could hit a home run. Yeah, be, I was gonna say he'll be Stewart. Bad. Reyes, Jones, and um, uh, Mabin will be your outfield, right? And they'll rotate those guys a bit. Well, that looks a whole lot better than last year if they're healthy. Now the question is, do we have any pitching? (laughs) Well, Verlander's going to come back in a few years when he retires. (laughs) You've got – you have Boyd, who has potential, but he he gave up a lot of long balls last year. fell apart at the end of the year. You have – 
maybe Norris, who's going to pitch three innings and then somebody else pitches. Three I don't innings. like that. No. If you're going to start the game, start the game. Yeah, at least go five. Yeah. Six, really, but at least five. You have, uh, who's the guy that actually did very well last year? Uh, Turnbull? Spencer Turnbull. Well, if you don't look at if you look at his first half, he did fine. Well, here's here's um, he a was guy like three and seventeen, but the, but look who the defense look, yeah, behind look, him. He got no run support. Look, I I get it, um, and I, I'm not putting this guy down. He does the best he can. But there's a guy on one of the teams I play on, plays center field. Half the time doesn't see the ball. Balls drop in in front of him that should should be caught. I can imagine if you're playing at the major league level, and there are balls that. That oh, you, you know, the pitcher sees that come off the bat. He said, "Well, that's an out," and he turns around, and the outfielder's still trying to find, you know, get to the ball. It's got to drive you crazy. It does. If a ground ball go, gets through the infield, that a, a a journeyman major league infielder would make the play, and it turns into a base hit. It's got to be hard to pitch. It is, and that I've happened routinely with the Tigers last year. And and it, it got to a point, you know, you and I live with somebody who's got to watch every game. I'm, it was I'm hard to watch. I'm I'm trying to find some. I'll go do work at home, then rather than watch that. I'm hopeful that at least as somebody who loves baseball, I'll get to watch a better team this year. I think Gardenhire has. He's a can be a, can, can be a manager. great manager. But, Gotta have a little talent. But he had to be pulling his hair out last year. Guys, I went to a game with my friend Tim, who has great seats. It was a day game. There was a ball hit to the outfield. Uh, and uh, I think it was the right fielder. Guy was scoring. There was no chance to make a play at the plate. The right fielder. Might have been demerit. Tried to throw it all the way home. Didn't come close to the cutoff guy, and the batter ended up on second. The run scored easily. Hit the cutoff. That is that is little league. That is stuff you learn in high school or even before. Before then, because I learned that. I stopped playing baseball. And I, in I middle school. I looked at I looked at Tim, and he said, "You yeah, know, I know. I it's the way they play." Well, it I, is. It I really think if is. I'm garden hire, those guys aren't playing. Yeah. I'll go find somebody else. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, so I want to thank you guys for joining me today. No, uh, thanks know, for having us. I just wanted to talk about baseball. I needed to vent a little. I get it. And Ian. Uh, well, I got another topic to vent about. Well, let, let's hear it. I saw yesterday, and I won't say too much on it because I might get in trouble, but a couple of the guys on the Giants. We're kneeling during the national anthem. Mm. Um, all I'm going to say about that is get off the field. Okay. Well, it, it in in my opinion, it's disrespectful to the flag. However, you know, it's a free country and people have the ability to do what they want. I um, I understand, or at least I I know. The reason why, at least I've heard the reason why, uh, it's uh, in honor of the plight of African Americans. I'm not African American; I can't understand that plight. But I want to—I I, I, want to respect people's ability to do what they want to do in a free country. I 
can't imagine living in any other country in the world. Well, guy uh, on the A's did that a few years ago, and he's not in baseball anymore. Well, I mean, look at Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, Colin Kaepernick has done all right. Uh, he's he's made a he's made a living out of out of being the guy who who oh, got yeah. started. Yeah, absolutely. All I'm gonna say, um, he was adopted by a white family, so I you know. Well, uh, I don't know where all this oppression that he faced come, came from. Well, it, it is. It, let me tell you something. I, you know, I grew up in a neighborhood that was it was mixed, let's say, and became predominantly African American in the city of Detroit. And there are there are issues in every culture, and you cannot deny that discrimination has happened. But discrimination is is. I hope it's not as bad as when I was a kid. And I hope that one day we'll all learn to value each other and to um, adopt a Christian principle, which is to love one another. My thing, you know, with baseball, if baseball was so, you know, outrageously horrible, why is a majority of the league Latin? You know, if, if if it's so inclusive, took a long all, time. Took all, a long time to true. let African Americans into the ma- Major League Baseball. All the best players, with the exception of pretty much Mike Trout, they're all not white. They're all either Latin, Asian, or African American. Yeah, they're all people of color. That's for sure. Mike hey. Trout is a beast. He's good. <laughs> He's good. The question is, Trout or Judge? Oh, that's tough. Trout. I don't know though. Judge is younger. Yeah, but he can't stay healthy. That's I don't. Fair. I don't think Judge has the uh, the fielding ability that mm. Trout has. He's a good athlete. He's got a cannon for an arm, but yeah, Mike Trout's going to put the ball in play a little more. That's true. Yeah. Well, I'll take both guys on my team. Yeah, right. I'll take either. Hey, Tigers we're going to we're going to wrap it up here. This is uh, it's been an interesting show, and we've heard everybody's opinion, and I'm happy to hear it. Uh, this is Just Monticello for uh, baseball mainly, and uh, happy to have you with us today. Thank you, Ian, for joining us. Oh, thank you, Joey. Thank you, David. And I don't know if Angel's back there, but if you're back there, Angel, thank you, too. Uh, this is Jess Monticello saying, let's play, too.